You're listening to the Misty Creek Community Church Podcast. To learn more about Misty Creek Community Church, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. Today's message is from Senior Pastor Stephen Street. Do you feel like venting today? Maybe this isn't the Easter that you had planned for. You know, our hearts break for the senseless shootings in our country and the dismantling of our morals, our values, and biblical truth. Can you relate to, I'm tired, I'm weak, I'm worn out, I'm stressed, I have anxiety, I'm depressed. You know, God is big enough to handle your venting. Your lamenting shows God that you have faith. Jesus went before God and was very vocal and emotional. Remember that Jesus talked to God in the most difficult situations. This past Holy Week, we were reminded when Jesus was in danger of being crushed under the weight and strain of the crucifixion, he prayed. He prayed so fervently in the Garden of Gethsemane that blood came out of his eyes. His teardrops became blood. That's actually a medical condition, folks, to have so much stress and anxiety and worry that the tiny little capillaries around your eyes burst and you get bloodshot eyes and your eyes might even start bleeding a little bit. On the cross, he felt forsaken. He felt alone. You ever felt forsaken? You ever felt alone, lost? You don't know what to do next. Maybe you've lost somebody close to you, and this is the first Easter you're experiencing without that person. Or maybe it's been a few years, maybe even decades, and it's still hard to get up on these high and holy days when everybody else is smiling and bringing their flowers and celebrating and going to lunch and wearing their nicest clothes. It's really hard for you to get motivated even to be here this morning, surrounded by people that love you and want to support you and want to guide you. During Holy Week, we remember the turmoil that caused Jesus' betrayal, his arrest, his trial, his mocking, his scourging, and his cruel death. But thanks be to God, the cross is not the end. When we look at the cross today, the gloom and doom is transformed into celebration. The angel reminds us, he's not here. He's risen. Hallelujah. I went to the Holy Land, folks. A little more than like 30 days ago with a wonderful team from this church. And man, it was exhilarating. It was thrilling. Got to go the, to the belief spot of where Jesus was crucified, where he was resurrected. Got to go into the, the garden tomb 
You know, and that was so cool and so awesome. But as I came out of that tomb, I was doing a little a vlog. You know what a vlog is? It's a video, like a blog, but it's a vlog. And I'm doing this little video, and I don't know what I'm going to say. I, I'm, I'm overcome with emotion. And God just speaks to me, and he says, Hey, just make sure in your video standing outside the tomb that you remind everybody that I'm not there. I'm not in there. Why do you even want to go in there? What's the big deal? Like, yeah, that's true. And that's true. He's not there. Where is he then? He's here. He's right here, right now. I can see him. I'm looking at him. Huh? Do you get it? Do you understand? I'm looking at him. Even the, Don't you like these new wings we got over here? I got to tell you this real quick. Reagan, I believe he did all this by himself, folks. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. We've done a lot of renovation already in the last week in this building, and he's done a lot of this himself. So hats off to him. You want to talk about somebody that I see... I see the living, resurrected Lord of Lords in, and that's Reagan DeFries. You want to know how I know that? Because of the way he serves tirelessly. Doesn't need any accolades or thanks or letters or gift cards or anything like that. He just does that. People like Bruce Duff comes every single week, way before anybody else gets here, to make sure that our live stream is as perfect as it can be. That all depends on the Wi-Fi. But he works hard. Daniel and Eric back there at our sound. Our worship team led by Doug Allen. They work so hard because they want for you to have an authentic encounter with the presence of the resurrected Christ through the Holy Spirit, folks. Thanks be to God for that. Jesus is saying to us on this Easter Sunday, you might be feeling down and out. You might be feeling a little sad but I still want you to go tell the world about me. I was dead, but now I live. And you can live too. And if you live for me, you can have life more abundantly. You can have life eternally. Goodbye is not the end. It's just the beginning. You see, maybe you're having a hard time really realizing, really understanding, comprehending the resurrection. And it's a stumbling block to you because you've read the Old Testament and you've read Deuteronomy and you know that crucifixion, that means the person was cursed. And how can you have a, a cursed Messiah? That's a stumbling block. I mean, Paul writes about that very thing. And the message of the cross is foolishness for the unbeliever, but for those who believe, it's life. And we know, we know the rest of the story, don't we? You see, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the single act in history that separates Christianity from every other religion, every other philosophy, and every belief system. We are the only faith that serves a resurrected, living Messiah, active and as I said before, when I look at you, I'm looking at him because you are a direct reflection of Jesus Christ. For you see, God created you in his image. He looked at your lifeless self, formless self, and he formed you and he created you 
in your mother's womb, and he breathed into you the breath of life. You have his essence. At the very moment of conception, you are his. And it's he that defines who you are and whose you are. And when you receive Christ as your Savior, you become a new creation in Christ, and Christ is reflected in you, and you become the body of Christ. And when you are worshiping Christ, and when you are serving Him, and when you're involved in making a difference, then you're the body of Christ in motion. You're not stoic and stiff and still. You know, for many years, many of you were used to the tradition of sit down, get up, sit down, get up, sit down, get up, read this, read that, sit down, sit up. You know, that's what you were used to. And then you go home. That's it. Not here. Not at Misty Creek. You see, we, through the power of God, are equipping you to be his disciples. And disciples make disciples. So we want to learn as much as we can about Jesus and who he is and the nature of God. So we find like those at the tomb, what looks like an ending is actually a beginning. Life is about beginnings. Life is a succession of losses. I mean, some of you this morning are down and out because the Braves have lost two in a row. They're still six and three, and that's not bad for the start of the season, folks. Life is about endings and beginnings. Don't you think God knows that? Do you feel like God cannot relate? Look at Jesus as he ate at the table with those who would betray him and abandon him. Ending. Facing death. A redemptive death, but betrayal. He was abandoned by his disciples. Looks like an ending to me. Feeling the strength and the life and the breath leave his body at the place of the skull, Golgotha. Ending. In our lives, there are many good Fridays. You can probably make a list of the good Fridays in your own life right now. Days when you felt forsaken. Days when the strength and life and breath seem to be leaving your body and you're just weak and you can't take it anymore. You miss him. You miss her. You miss the way things used to be. You're getting older. You can't remember things. And you feel like, I'm just useless. Hold on. Because hope is on the way, folks. I'm glad that you're here this morning. I'm so thankful you're here. Because let me say something to you. There are days when you will feel betrayed. And you wrestle with forgiveness. And yet at Easter, Easter reminds us what looks like an ending is actually a beginning. The song we just heard, a beautiful song, reminds us not to forget the things that Jesus has taught us. He has conquered death and he holds the keys of heaven and hell. I love these lyrics from that song, The Commission, you just heard. Where you go, he says this, where I go, you will go too someday. But there's much to do here before you leave. Go tell the world about me. 
I was dead, but now I live. I've got to go now for a little while, but goodbye is not the end of the journey, the end of the road. My spirit is with you wherever you go. You have a purpose and I have a plan. I'll make you this promise. I'll come back again. But until then, go tell the world about me. I was dead, but now I live. I've got to go now for a little while, but goodbye is not the end. God brings resurrection because of who God is. The reality of the empty tomb reminds us that God is at work in the world doing only what God can do. In all humility, without much fanfare, and certainly not dependent on the response of people, God goes about God's business. And our lives and the life of the rest of the world will never be the same again. Mary came looking for Jesus who had died. Peter and John, they came running, looking in response to news of a possible grave robbing. What are you looking for today? Why are you watching online? Are you hoping to hear from God? Are you checking the box? Or do you want more than just a mediocre, average life with the same redundant routine day after day after day? You see, folks, fully surrendering to the Lordship of Jesus Christ is your only purpose. Fully surrendering and serving Him, glorifying Him, telling the world about Him, and enjoying Him right now because you have the promise of eternity within you when you know Jesus and enjoying Him forever. One day, in paradiso, paradise. He promised to give us an abundant life. He promised to never leave us nor forsake us, especially in the rough times and in the sad times. He is there through the body of Christ wanting to help us and guide us and speak life into us. We need each other. We cannot do life alone With his Holy Spirit as our guide, we will do even greater things than he did. I know I've already made reference to this new sermon series called How to Start a Fire, Receive the Holy Spirit. Folks, it was, wasn't until I truly grasped who the Holy Spirit was and began to rely on the Holy Spirit that I really became the pastor, the minister that God had called me to be. Understanding that the Holy Spirit, the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead, is the same Spirit that God placed within me when He created me. And when I receive Jesus Christ, His only Son, as my Savior, then that Holy Spirit is ignited. And I become on fire. And I realize that the Holy Spirit is not an it. It's not a mystical power or a vapor. It's a person. It's a he. He's real. You can't have a relationship with an it. 
You wouldn't refer to your spouse as, I'm going on a date with my it tonight. That wouldn't go over very well, would it? No. We're going to meet cousin it tonight. No, there is a cousin it, but we won't go there. That's what the series is going to be all about, folks. And let me say something to you. This is a challenge to you. If you're not already involved and active in a church and you live in this area, we got people that travel 30 and 40 minutes away to, to come worship with us because they have experienced the real presence of the Holy Spirit in this place. Folks, it's here. I've preached in many places, and the Spirit was there too. But I will tell you something. The leadership team of this church, the folks that volunteer and assist in this church, the majority of this congregation is led by the Holy Spirit. We follow the Holy Spirit. We stay in step with the Holy Spirit. We don't try to get behind or in front of the Holy Spirit. We are led by the Spirit. And I want you to know that. That that Spirit will guide you to do even greater things than Jesus did. That's why Jesus told his disciples, I've got to go now for a little while, but I'm going to send the Comforter, the Advocate, my spirit. And when he sent that spirit, set the world on fire. Hallelujah. Remember this. Remember who you are is more important than what you do. You probably want to put that in your notes, don't you? Remember who you are is more important than what you do. You're going to spend a lot of time doing and doing and doing and trying to fix But remembering who you are is the most important thing. I am created in the image of God. I am his masterpiece. You are the trophies of his creation. And he loves you unconditionally. Jesus talks about the kingdom of heaven coming near. The Hebrew word for that is teshuva. You say that word? Teshuva. The kingdom of heaven coming near. And there are a lot of people that are, that are waiting on that kingdom. There are a lot of people that are waiting on the Messiah still. You know? Still waiting. Boy, have I got some news for them and so do you. Today, I'm going to say something that you may never hear anywhere else, but I'm going to say it very loud and clear. Are you ready? Today, we celebrate that the kingdom is here. It's here. You see, Jesus brought the kingdom here. Yeah, he ascended to heaven, but he left his kingdom. He left his kingdom with us. We have a great responsibility to see that that kingdom grows and more people experience the love of God through his people His creation, the body of Christ in motion. You see, we are right now, as we celebrate the resurrection, as we are here this morning in this place at Misty Creek Community Church, and even if you're watching online, we are experiencing a real thin place right now. You've heard Joy Percival talk about that thin place where heaven and earth come together and they meet. 
We're experiencing it right now, folks. Just look around you. We're experiencing it. And there's an opportunity for us before we leave this place today to know that because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the only one of his kind, by the way, that we have been set free from sin and death. And I believe that's really why you came today. You might not even know it, but God wanted you to be here today. So before you leave, everything that's weighing you down, that's shackling you down, that's keeping you from reaching your full potential, you would leave that today at the foot of the cross and understand that while he was on the cross, he went ahead and offered preemptive forgiveness when he said to those who put him up on that cross, his enemies, the ones that gambled for his clothes, the ones that mocked him and made fun of him and spat on him, he looked down at them and he said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. I'm forgiven. You're forgiven. And if we've got anything that's in the way of that connection to the vine, to Jesus Christ, today is the day to let it go. Because, folks, he's already delivered you from it. You just need to acknowledge that and not walk in that way anymore. That way that leads to death and sin. You don't need that. You don't need to listen to that enemy of the soul any longer telling you you're not good enough. If you had done this, God would have protected you from that. If you did this, God would love you more. You don't have to do anything more than you're doing right now for God to love you. He's going to love you regardless. But I'm going to tell you something. It sure does make him happy and proud when you surrender your life to him and you get rid of all that junk and all that stuff that you don't need and you fix and focus your eyes on the author, perfecter, creator, pioneer of your faith, Jesus Christ. Folks, it's all because of Jesus we are alive. No other reason. No other reason. It's only because of Jesus. I believe had he not resurrected from the dead, you would not be here today. You would not. You would not have eternal life waiting on you. That promise that he offers you when he says, I go to prepare us a place for you. In my Father's house, there are many dwelling, place, dwelling places. If it were not so, would I go to prepare a place for you? I'm not going to leave you orphaned. I'm not going to leave you behind. Do you understand that? How deep and wide his love is for you? We are alive. You can have a new life today with endless possibilities. Let's together right now on this Easter Sunday, April 9th, 2023. Let's make a commitment to following Jesus. If you've never made that commitment before in your life, maybe you thought, well, my grandmama was a Christian, so I feel like I am too. You know, I was raised in a Christian home, so that I'm pretty sure I am. Maybe you know about Jesus, but do you know him? Do you have a real relationship with the King of Kings? Today's the day, folks. Today's the day to make him Lord and Savior of your life. Even if you've done that before, 
my kids and my wife will tell you every single day, I recommit my life to Jesus Christ. Because I'm going to tell you something. In this world, there's a lot of trouble. There's a lot of temptation out there. But Jesus reminds me, hey, take heart, Stephen. Take heart, Melissa. Take heart, Lolly. Take heart, Keith. I have overcome the world. My peace is not of this world. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, you are a mighty Savior. You are my Redeemer. Jesus, I need you. I cannot do anything without you. I admit that I've taken my eyes off of you. And I ask you today, enter into my heart, Lord Jesus. Make me a new creation in Christ, in you. Forgive me for falling short of who you created me to be. I receive you as my Savior today, Jesus. I will live for you forever. If you said that prayer, I wholeheartedly believe you are a new creation in Christ. The old is gone and the new has come. You are a child of the King. Celebrate it and tell somebody about it. I'd love to hear that you made Jesus your Savior today. There are folks in this church that would love to hear that. And now for those of you, you've said that prayer. But maybe it's been a little while since you've darkened the door of the church. Maybe it's been a little while since you've had communion with the Lord. And you realize, gosh, I've stepped away, Lord. Here's a prayer just for you. Put your name in the blank. I'm going to put my name in this. Hey, Jesus, it's Stephen. I admit that there are times when I forget to pray. When there are times I forget to be kind. And there are times, Lord, that I struggle. I love you, and I committed my life to serve you. And today, Lord, I renew that commitment. Help me stay focused. Help me keep my eyes fixed on you. Help me serve you all the days of my life. May you be my number one priority. I will serve you. I will follow you. Speak through me, Jesus. Live through me, Jesus. Think through me, Jesus. Give me your attitude, Jesus. Give me your mind, Lord Jesus. And give me your capacity to love, even the unlovable. Thank you, Jesus, for restoring me and making me whole again. And I pray this in your matchless name. Jesus. Amen. We hope you were inspired by today's message. For more sermons from Misty Creek Community Church, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you like to stream your podcasts. You can also watch videos of our sermons and complete services on the Misty Creek Community Church YouTube channel. And while you're there, be sure to like, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. For more information about our church, including our mission, location, service times, and more, visit our website at mistycreekchurch.org. God bless you, and thank you for listening.